0: Hmm. Recorded live.
1: Hello. Hi, this is Kevin Davis from New Release Today. Is this Fernando? Hey, Kevin. Yeah, Fernando calling. Fernando Hi. Oh, ah, not a problem. Well, great to meet you by phone, just to introduce myself and in my ministry. I've been writing behind-the-song devotional articles for New Release Today for the last 10 years. And oh, cool. I do that um, because I credit the biblical messages of Christian music for leading me to Christ, and... Your music has been part of that journey for me, and uh, once I got saved in 1999, um, New Release Today launched in 2002, and uh, by 2008, I started writing these two a week so that I could try to point people to the scriptural truth uh, in songs being made by Christian artists, and uh, I've done 845 of them uh, in the last 10 years, and was looking to learn from you uh, about the story and scripture connected to In My Father's Kingdom. Obviously, it's pretty self-evident as a, a communion-focused modern hymn style, but I'd love to kind of learn from your perspective kind of the writing process and uh, personal message of this song in this collection uh, within the context of the collection for one of my behind the devotions. Yeah,
0: so um, let me go look. at ex- the ex- It's from the book of Matthew, but let me see the exact...
1: Are you taping this, or um, is it going to be hey, a anything? private recording that I will type up later? Yep. Okay, cool. Let
0: me see. Um, I should know this by heart. Uh, I will not drink of the of this vine. Let's see. Uh, so it's Mat- Matthew twenty-six twenty-nine is the passage that it comes from. And in the NIV, we use actually um, N N A. What do we do? New Revised Standard N R. I don't see that in here, but I'll read it from New International. It just as I tell you, I will not drink from the fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. So I was co- I, my co-writer on this song, Bernard Chadwick, and we actually. Went in order in the in the chronological order um, of the events, starting with Christ's triumphal entry into Jerusalem, and then ending with his death on the cross. So, um, when we came to this, I, I knew that I wanted to do the Last Supper in there, and I mean in that in that narrative. So we looked at the various passages and and uh, then also some parts from the Book of Common Prayer for Communion and landed on this particular passage because I think it's not the one that's normally used um, in communion. So yeah. I wanted to use something, something different. And um, I think what happened was, I mean, this is sort of a convoluted story, of, uh, but as... Um, we were we were writing at a, a friend's house in the the hills of Hollywood, and <laughs> this guy let us use his his house to write music in. And uh, we just sort of went different. He, he, we just took the passage and went went to different rooms and and uh, tried to come up with music, and then came back together and pieced together the the elements that we. We had come up with, and it ended up being a song. Actually, I would say my favorite song on the record.
1: Oh, I love it! I, I it, like. I immediately started singing along with it. Um, probably, you know, partway through my first listen, uh, and I think oh, cool. that's one of the one of the beauties of uh, writing songs for the church is, you know, when you can kind of. when you can find that melody that it's like a heart song, you know, I feel like all of us, um, hear those words of Jesus and we're moved by them. Uh, and then we're also, I think it also a little bit for me, um, reminds me one about the reverence of, you know, taking communion together, which of course we should be having a reverent posture and, and our hearts should be bowing, you know, uh, in worship, uh, at that moment. And I think it also intellectually gets me thinking about that, you know, kingdom that he's talking about Um, and that, you know, you know, whether you know it in hindsight, looking at it in hindsight and going, okay, he knows what's about to happen. And we know what we're, what we're commemorating when we're taking communion. But then he's also speaking of a future reality Um, and, and not to get, you know, too ultra uh, deep, (laughs) but you can go as deep as you want. I'd love to hear your thoughts about that part of the song, because I feel like, you know, as you, we kind of keep singing that, uh, as I sing along with you, I start to think about that part too, about, you know, how, what should my heart posture be as I think about that, uh, drinking it new with him in his father's kingdom? You know, uh, what would you like people to take away from that?
0: Well, for me, that, that evokes a sense of mystery. Um, yeah, uh, and I feel like as as my favorite one of my favorite authors used to say, uh, Flannery O'Connor. She she would always say that the mist the and this is horribly paraphrased, but um, God is mystery, and 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 the mystery isn't something that is ever solved. It Seems like the more you delve into it, the more you discover about God, the deeper the mystery becomes, and. Yeah. Uh, because it's an unfathomable one, so I guess what I'd like to, to take—I hate to say the takeaway—well, what I would like people to take away from the psalm might be a sense of mystery, yeah. um, a certain sense of sorrow that leads to repentance, um, a sense of hopefulness, and because I think, I think um, the posture—I mean, when I try and picture it in my head, what Christ as he broke bread he mm-hmm. knew what he was about to go through but they had no no clue
1: i mean right
0: that that he was going to be killed so brutally um but but he he knew so the act of breaking bread just was must have been very painful for him i i suppose i, I really don't know all conjecture right. And then taking the cup, you know, um, but that he he looked beyond all beyond that event to to God establishing His kingdom and and all, us joining in that mystic communion of the saints. You know what I mean? The yeah. fellowship of the saints. So I'm kind of kind of talking around in circles here. I feel like, but
1: no, no, no. Not, you're you're doing exactly what I love about. Uh, what I've gotten to do for the last 10 years, which is really process a song together with the person who was inspired to, to write it and in your case also sing it. And, and I feel that's again, the beauty of the mystery of being a believer, right? Is that there's just this, this awe and wonder we have uh, and reverence that we have. And I want to ask you this question and then circle back on something you just said. Is this um the first time you've sung uh, a collection of songs like this in the person of Jesus? Like kind of from his Oh, like in,
0: in first person? Yeah. I've sung one other song in first person of Jesus, which was uh, on my last record, Come Down, A Love Divine. There was one on there called uh, I Am The Good Shepherd. And the first half of that is says, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for you. Enter in, enter in, enter in. Um, and so it's a little bit of a weird posture to take, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Um, so I, and there are two songs on this record, I think, that I, that I sing like that. Uh, that one and the following song after it is called um, uh, Stay With Me Here. And it's Christ's Prayer in the Garden. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow. To the point of death, stay with me here. Um, and watch with me. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, we, we we At my church, we've been singing um, In My Father's Kingdom uh, mm-hmm. the last, you know, since I wrote it three months ago. We used it on Good Friday, where, where I just sang it, and then the next two communion services, the whole church sang it. And I was looking around, just wondering how people were reacting, you know, singing those words in the first person. And I saw a lot of really, uh, I mean, one woman I saw uh, out there with her her eyes raised up and just tears streaming down her face. And I just wondered how how people were processing and uh, singing in the first person as they were walking up to take communion, you know.
1: Yeah, I've only gotten to do a few of these behind-the-song devotionals uh, based on songs written from Jesus' perspective. And I always find that that uh, causes an even deeper reflection, obviously, but by both you, the writer and singer, and myself as the you know person trying to interpret it in, in a devotional way. And actually, I just happen to have Matthew Henry's commentary, Bible commentary, pulled up on that specific <laughs> verse, verse 29. Um, okay. Because uh, I was kind of curious what he had to say, you know, because I always find his commentary kind of interesting. And a couple things he says here is, um, obviously he's talking about uh, communion. I will not drink henceforth of the fruit of this vine. That is, now that I'm no more in the world. And he uses the parallel verse of John seventeen eleven. 11. Um, farewell, the fruit of the vine, the Passover cup, the sacramental wine, uh, Hmm. taking leave of that, uh, the sacraments, uh, and moving on with comfort for the joy and glory. So that's kind of interesting. I hadn't really thought of it exactly like that, but that's sort of an interesting, well, like, this is the last time I'll be doing this in this way. That we know, right? And then secondly, it's it's that assurance, uh, assuring them of a meeting again that it's it's a long but not an everlasting farewell until that day when I drink it new with you and it's, there's just a couple interpretations one could it be about some of the encounters he had after his resurrection so that's like the first step of exaltation into the kingdom of his father huh. uh, and then it talks about um, eating and he did eat and drink with them again in acts 1041 you know but as, in a resurrected body, uh, which was confirming their faith and comforting their hearts, and it says they were overjoyed at it in Luke 24 and 41, and that it also is understood as the joy and glory of the future state where we'll we'll partake in an everlasting communion with the Lord Jesus. So I actually think of it more that last one, right? But I think there is, you know, for the audience that Jesus originally was saying this to, clearly elements of the rest of that, you know? They did... See him again uh, soon in his resurrected state. They did eat and drink with him again, and I think those are pictures for us of that everlasting communion that we'll have with him in heaven. And that's that, to me, I think is part of what's so moving about the song. Right? Is this idea that he did this for us so that we could be with him forever, and that needlessly should you know that without a question. Should cause our hearts to be softened uh and for us to have a posture of humility and and worship beforehand yeah,
0: and I think thank you too for the that, song <laughs> what's that
1: Thank you for the song
0: oh sure uh, I think too that that um you know I like the the idea that that um n t Wright talks about about that God is already establishing his kingdom here on earth, and that when we partake. Um, in in worship together, um, or, or you know, just a couple of us, that we are joining uh, mysteriously. We are joining in the communion of the saints, the fellowship of the saints, and, and because we, you know, we can't see it with our eyes, of course, and we and we really probably don't feel it very much, but that there is something something very holy about when we come together corporately. And that we're, you know, it's a foretaste, I guess, mm-hmm, um, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And and it does. Um, I think what what we're thinking about then uh, is the joy that was set before Christ. Right, like he he was going through this agony on our behalf for the joy yeah. that was set before him, and yeah. we now have the the privilege as his children to partake in that same joy regardless of how we're feeling. And isn't that a great comfort we can have every time we partake in communion together? That, wow, even if I'm going through something really horrible in an earthly sense, I do have this eternal joy to look forward to That thanks to God. Yeah. And I, th- I feel like that's another potentially devotional concept to to sort of meditate and reflect on uh, relative to the, to the song. And, and obviously I I plan to recommend my uh, worship leaders um, sing this every time we take communion because I'm, I'm very moved by the song. So thank you for that and for, for this album. I love also having the readings and, you know, just the general um, uh, reverent feel and modern hymn-like feel to the songs. And, uh, you know, perhaps down the line we can chat again about one of the other songs.
0: I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be
1: great. But, uh, I'll get this posted in sometime in August. Um, and I'll make sure I send it back through, uh, Emily and Brian over at turning Point, So you'll know when it's live. And if you want to reshare it, that would be great. Um, we sing oh, totally a number, of, we sing a number of your songs now on a pretty regular basis. I go to a Calvary chapel, uh, outside of Philadelphia, where a plant of Calvary chapel Philly and, uh, I'm sure if you're ever up in the Philadelphia region, we'd love to host you. So, you know, please let me know. All right. All right. Thanks so much. I enjoyed the conversation. You too. Well, thank you, Fernando. It was a a pleasure to speak with you and uh, to get to feature one of your songs and look forward to doing it again sometime. Okay.
0: All right. Thanks so much.
1: Uh, All the best and God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.